This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Wondery. Have you ever worked for a difficult boss? Visit W-O-N-D-E-R-Y.com today and subscribe to the podcast, I Hate My Boss. Or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, that podcast is called I Hate My Boss. Workplace drama, comedic relief, subscribe today. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Trace, dos, uno, hit it. Bad. Bad. It's the Bad Christian Podcast. That was an honor of Nacho Libre. I've been watching that, so. That's a good one. Joey, how's the fan? Hold on a second. I got to announce. Oh, okay. I want to announce a new bad Christian into the world. Matt's in charge, Toby. You're right. Now, I'm not in charge, but I just wanted to say at the very top of the show, I'm very happy that there's a new bad Christian friend of ours, extended family, and, and there's a new Lunsford in the world, and that is oh, Aaron boy. Lunsford just had a new baby. His name is Hank Aaron Lunsford, and I can't wait to yep. meet him. Nice, Hank awesome. Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> I love I it. So that's Joey, a beautiful thing. Joey, you call you call your son Waylon Hank a bunch too. So that's kind of yep. funny. That's what uh, I call. How him. how is the family, Joey? The family's good. Selling a house, buying a new one. We're moving on up, Bubba. Moving on up. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I mean, using pastor money to buy that new house. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a housing allowance, do you? What's that? Oh, you you get a housing allowance? Yeah, but but it's not. I mean, it's not like you live in a parsonage, is what I'm saying. Right. You you don't get a right. Parsonage. Right. So it's. Basically, I have a salary, and it's split up between. So, if if you want to count my income, it's like shy of thirty thousand dollars, sort of thing. So they they take they take the housing allowance out of my salary, and that's not tax. Uh, yeah, so it's part, it's just part of a total benefits package. And we had a pastor that sent, and I know you guys saw that in our Facebook yeah. group, and sent his total compensation package, and yeah, thought it was very good. We won't get into it right now because we got stuff to do today, but I'd love to do that another time yeah yeah i think we should yeah. have, i think it's really cool that he would do that because you're going to take some flack no matter what that's right. one thing oh, for yeah. sure when you start posting your salary people go oh my god how much you make i i want everybody to hear me i don't care how much pastors make i mean if it's I a, do. If, it, if it's exorbitant and ridiculous yes if they're making if they have private jets and all stuff yes okay but i would say majority of pastors why are you hiding it? yeah yeah that's right, the only right, thing like yeah. I, I don't care if if a pastor makes a hundred Two hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a year, but it's a big church and a lot going on. That doesn't really bother me that much. That's yeah, not like yeah. outrageous in this day and age. It, it can be, but I'm just saying I don't care as much about the amount as just the hidden stuff. But speaking about money, I got some really bad news yesterday. And uh, it's Joey. I mean, you know, you get to move to a new house, Matt. You're living in Seattle, just the you know smart city, it's and everything's good. Going good. And I know, I know that some things are rough for you too, and like. Uh, you know some pain, like and like your dog Reggie is kind of getting he's towards the end of his supposed life. Supposed to be terminal, but keeps hanging on. It just keeps eating and living. Well, and let me tell my, you about that. I won't take your time up here, but it's, uh, I keep having to buy him what I think is his last round of medicine. That's really expensive, yeah, and that never stops. So right, every time well, I come, he's been another hundred fifty dollars on med- <laughs> bill. <laughs> so okay, this will be the right, last time yeah. I have to do this. I think, yeah, little, and it's not a <laughs> little sucker to a trooper. Yeah, yeah he's really hanging in there. Okay, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yay! Well, exactly. that's where I'm at. Our our dog Maybell, who we've had Uh-oh. for nine years, uh, heard a yelp in the backyard four days ago. Oh, and oh, uh, she's been holding up her back leg mm-hmm. and not letting it touch the ground. Sounds expensive. And I, I, so we thought she's limped before, and we're like, oh, well, maybe it'll heal itself. Nothing happened. So finally took her to the vet yesterday. Torn ACL. Got to get 
x-rays and all this stuff done and just the surgery is is about two thousand to twenty two hundred dollars i think that's i mean i don't think that's that much money you need to send her to whoever kobe goes to in germany i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) what's the guy all the sports people go to dr anderson or whatever in louisiana uh yeah so uh i don't know what to do we don't have the money for it like we do not have i mean we have it's savings. Easy. Start a GoFundMe, man. No, we we, <laughs> we, <laughs> we have savings, but I just think I don't know. Like Joey, you're not a, a pet person at all. See Is that? that that's, any- I don't. I don't like that. So I'm not going to take this time to defend myself. But I really do love animals. But I do see them in a but different only light. to hurt no. them. To kick them and run them <laughs> would, off. Joey, would you pay for it, or would you get rid of the dog, or give it to somebody else that would pay for it, or put it down, at, or at pay two thousand dollars? At my level of income right now. What with what Toby just said, no, no, what I would not, I would not pay over two thousand dollars. I'd say, look, it's been a good life, Maybell. You don't no, have it's too not much life threatening though. She just has to live running around on three legs and put here's her the, under. Here's the worst part under. about it. How, how about this news? Here's the worst possible thing about it. There's a almost for sure. There's a fifty fifty chance the other one will tear. Oh, oh my because gosh. you start compensating and she starts weird. compensating yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's just kind of like like Andy, our bass player, or whatever. Uh, you know his AC, his uh, Achilles, Achilles tore. And there's tore, a yeah. there's a higher chance or whatever. I think it's something like that too. And maybe it's a little bit bigger dog. She's like sixty pounds. So we don't know what to do. We got, I bought two medicines yesterday. And Matt, I know your pain. It was almost two hundred dollars for two. Might medicines. be the I'm same like, medicine. It's an anti-inflammatory pain reliever. Exactly. That's exactly what, what I'm buying. Uh, that's downstairs. I don't know. I'm on Prazosin. Yep. And, and I think that's it. Else, yeah. <laughs> See, I think if so, if I were if our kids were ever get a dog, I'd sit them down at the beginning. I'd say, "Look, you're gonna get attached to this dog. You're gonna love this dog. And then I'm gonna let, could, let it die this, if it costs this, money. <laughs> no, this dog could get hit by a car. This dog could have heartworms. This dog can have horrible stuff happen, including like a thousand dollar doctor bill because the dog is not going to yeah, survive. Is, that. You're going to love this dog, yeah. but there's a possible that it may yeah. twist its knee and then it's fucking dead. Kids, so <laughs> right? Just get ready. You can have a dog if you want to, but you just got to know that going. You in. can have this dog, but we cannot afford dog food. So <laughs> he'll live for a if while. He can find food. He, he's okay. <laughs> if it is, I don't care. He can get hit by a car. He can be hungry. Whatever it is, we're not paying for it. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. It's a, like a living nightmare. So it's a family pet that we love Maybell and I, I there's a good chance that we're going to try and go on a payment plan or something and just it, I don't know you it's will. so sad you're not going to put, can't it, see put her down and you, you know no she's you, just not even life threatening yeah that's the way you look at money these things everybody says what they can and can't afford but it's not a matter of if you can and can't afford it that's not even really a thing it's just what are the sacrifices it's not it's not literally right. like you couldn't put 2000 on a credit card paid off over four years or right. whatever I mean it's just a matter of your choices and sacrifices it's not the afford language is never is not usually very accurate. It's our, just, our car, our also our car is messed up. That's going to be anywhere from three hundred to seven hundred dollars. Yeah, let the we dog got, go. Do, we got doctor's bills with our kids and all this stuff. I mean, it is just the worst time. And I was kind of a little ornery last night and just stressed. And the kids are like, "Oh, we got to help." Maybe I'll say, "Okay, we'll help her," but we're not ever going to go to Disney World. <laughs> 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 That's true though. That's that's more that's a accurate. Very fair statement. That's more accurate very than saying statement. I can't we can't afford it, kids. That that it it I literally know. just means one thing or the other and how we do trade offs. I mean that's, Toby, I, I got said, an idea. I got yeah. an idea. Like you can uh if if you want to take like if you want to make sure your kids don't hate you for the rest of your life, fake Maybell's death. Like just put it out <laughs> there on the yard, like after you kill Maybell and make it look like uh, I mean I love yeah. animals. <laughs> 
yeah. but make it look like maybe I'll get hit by a car. So, so murder my dog because she twisted her knee. <laughs> yeah, right. You got Pastor it. Joey's plan. <laughs> Who loves animals, apparently? <laughs> <laughs> Joey would just turn no, but her loose. Seriously, lo- wait, wait, wait. In all fairness, Joey said he would do the same thing with his grandma, turn her loose in traffic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Ne- neither the Here's dog. No, I said skydiving for your grandma. <laughs> Here's what I have a hard time with is I, the only thing, the only thing that makes this a hard decision for Toby and his family is that they have connected to this dog and they love the dog. And I get that. But then when you take it, when, when you take a step back, what's the difference between Maybell and a squirrel in the grand Joey, scheme of there's things. An alternative. I guarantee you don't get upset about a squirrel on the side Joey, of the road. there's an the alternative t- way to look at that. You said the only thing about it is it's that it's an animal that, it, that they love. Or you could yeah, look at the other and say, the only squirrel. issue here is a little bit of dollars. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You love the dog. There's not that pesky notion that you love the dog. If you wanted to isolate it down to one simple thing, it's just, it costs a little bit of money. But but here's the thing is <laughs> we, we need to pay for it. money talk, more important we, than we something have, you love. Listen, you guys are hypocritical. We've even talked about how people that are elderly and we take them to retirement homes and we extend their lives, they would be much happier slipping away. And you guys want an extended no, dog's life by three years? Twisted knee. It just doesn't make sense. No, but I mean, she might she might literally live six, seven, eight more years and she's in great shape besides this one thing. Yeah. And we do love her. You can't discount that we love sure. her, and she's even protecting of, of our family, and she's meant so much. A, a I member love of, Maybell. She's a member of our family, so yeah. I love Maybell. Joey wouldn't. I mean, w- it, Joey wouldn't spend the money on a bullet for Maybell or his nana. Either <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> but I love animals, is what Joey said. <laughs> I really. It, do. There's no difference between a, a wild animal out in the forest and your dog. A, a but squirrel. I love animals. <laughs> you wouldn't pay two thousand dollars for a squirrel or, or birds at the bird feeder, would you? <laughs> I really do. I love animals. I, I want to get a dog. <laughs> Man, my I, I dog hate- sure has cost a ton. But my, uh, yeah, my family's going pretty good too. That old Jerry's starting to uh, get get more mobile and stuff. And I tell you what's really cool is if you have a house um, in he- in here, we don't have a lot of basements and stuff like that. But my house has a crawl space on it, which is very handy for a number of reasons. Uh, but here's the thing about it: I, Jerry's about to be able to crawl and stuff now, so I keep putting her down yeah. in the crawl space for whatever and it's just not working like she just lays there and cries it, you put it in the crawl space of your house yeah that's yeah that's what that's what i'm saying it's really i really think it's really cool we have a crawl space man you know what that's I mean? not a, that's not for kids that's actually for like for people to get under your house to fix no it's a, it's a feature like of the it's like no, 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 have no. a basement and we don't have enough <laughs> hey, room for a whole basement so adults can't go man. down there but it's a crawl space and it's just the right height for a, ta- a you know a five-month-old that's and, a no, feature man, that, it was on the, no, the real estate need to take you may need to take Jerry to a child psychologist now. <laughs> yes. That's that may be your next step if you've put her down there at, uh, in a crawl. Well, space. I don't, that's what I'm saying. I'm because you a thought that's where she's supposed to her. practice crawling. Well, yeah, I'm a little <laughs> agitated because all she does is lay down there and cry when I put her down there. And we, we paid a lot of money for this house, and it has a crawl space, so it's a little irritating to me to, if she's not going to use it. Matt, yeah, well, Matt, Matt, for someone that knows so much about science, you have no common sense, my friend. No common sense. But I like the joke. I like the joke. Toby, you are on a roll, my friend. You you wrote three you wrote three hit worship songs that people are freaking out about, and I actually do believe that some of the people that are saying, "Oh, I'm going to introduce this to our worship leader," and man, this re- I think they're sincere. So, I, how do you feel about yourself? Because it was partially somewhat of a joke. Now, yeah, I wouldn't even say partially. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it was an actual joke I tried to pull off. So it must have been a terrible joke because people were like, uh, you know, really digging it and thought it were good songs and stuff like that. So I would say I'm very surprised that how many people didn't just like uh, bust my chops or whatever and actually say, hey, these songs are really good. And so I, I've been thinking about it. It made me think, is there a way that I could like try and get a super group together or something like that? Like oh, me boy. and John Mark McMillan or, you know, maybe even dudes that are in the Christian world but haven't done like Christian album like me and Spencer from Under Oath or something. We, oh, yeah, he'd be a good <laughs> candidate for that. We we sit in a room for two days and we write a kit Christian record that everybody's singing in church this time next year. You know, <laughs> super, the super group phenomenon in rock and roll has always been kind of uh, tainted. It's never been good. It never works. Right. Right. Yeah, and you're so, right. but I don't know if if it wouldn't work better in this. I mean, the problem with it in the rock world is you get, I don't know if it's you get egos or something. I don't know what it is, but it seems to not usually work out that well in normal rock. But you in the Christian world, it seems to be we so. Are the world. Yeah, that one. But it's not really about, I mean, in the Christian music, is so far removed from like good, being good that maybe it doesn't matter and it just would work. Right. The worse it is, the better. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> and, and yeah, maybe it would, maybe it would work, but it's just more people to split money with, you know, I guess in that case. And that kind of goes against the, you know. Right. The, the well, Christian I do way. appreciate everybody, everybody liking the song so much and people are asking me for lyrics and stuff. So I, I, here's what I think I might do I might try to, uh, work on them again in the future. I don't know when, but we'll see. But uh, this was meant as a joke, or or even more than a joke, <laughs> I guess. It was meant to see if I could do it. Like, if I could write a, a song that could be even considered in the Christian world. And I think I did do that. I like, think you I, did. I, like, the response is pretty amazing. So who knows where the future will bring now. I'd love to also clarify that uh, I really do like Christian music. The idea behind it of writing songs about God and our experiences and uh, our relationship with God and what that means. And so I, a not joke is that we've been working on the Matt and Toby record and it's, it's real. Like it's, it's, it, there are songs and hymns and new songs that we're yeah. singing to God, like, like new hymns that, that I've written and stuff like that, that are real. So I'm, I'm excited for people to hear uh, songs that I really do believe in as well. Like I wrote those other songs just kind of to see if I could do it and just mm -hmm. sh kind of shit out a song. But these, this new Matt and Toby, I am uh, Joey. I cannot wait for you to hear it. I think literally, like knowing you and your style, yeah, you're gonna uh, flip, boy. music that really gets you. The, the name of the album is "I Quit Church," which is <laughs> which is funny that it's full of hymns and songs about God. But I think it's very appropriate to yeah. where we're at in this day and age and all that stuff. But I mean, we've yeah, well, said it before. The the Matt and Toby album that you already did put out is my second favorite Emory. I don't really I mean, like that just, one that much. I think that's I almost a low. And, and here's what I don't like. I don't. Here's what I am critical of myself about on the first Matt and Toby record is one overproduced. I produced it by the way, but quite overproduced and not raw enough to where my tastes are at now. And secondly, the songs yeah. were all over the place. We didn't know what we wanted to sound that's like. True. So there's the, every song's like, it almost feels like a different band You're in a way, but, it was songs, a, but that's what it was. The first album was a collection of a bunch of songs that just ideas and music that we had that we thought we've got right. to release and it's not going on an Emory record. My name's Matt. His name's Toby. Let's release this. And it was, and it was good, and I liked it, and all that stuff. But this one is just awesome. Like, I'm not going to regret this one. I'm not going to look. I don't think I'll find something to pick apart about it later. But it's super simple. It's super consistent sounding. is is beautiful, really. But it's uh, what what we did was take all the songs or our favorite song. We made a list of 25 or 30 songs that Toby and I had been doing at church uh, over the years that we just liked that we arranged. So when I was doing worship at Mars Hill. I arranged 10 or 20 songs that I would do myself 
you know, hymns or whatever it is. And so we had, I had demos and live recordings of those ones that I'd just done at church and spent a little time with. And Toby had a bunch too. So I made a big list of them, came up with our favorite arrangements of hymns and spiritual songs that we've arranged and performed and then consolidated down that to the best list, then decided how to make the whole record have a vibe to it. And then we wrote some original songs to go on there too. And it's got this very consistent, very melancholy. It's really neat because it's these hymns that you know and like, but it's done in a bit of a sadder, sadder way. And there's some original songs there, including the, 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 the title track, I Quit Church. And it's it's psyched, it's going to be man, kind of a cool. powerful little record. I think. I yeah, agree. To, of, with what ahead, you've George. said, I agree, Toby. It'll probably be like top ten favorite albums of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's, it gets kind of heavy. Like it's yeah. really neat. Like the like one of my favorite things to do, and I've always said this, and and guys out there, songwriters and stuff, can take it or leave it. I love it when music. Like I even love. Like I'm not like Matt. I think the first Matt and Toby record. I love it. I'll still listen to that one sometimes and really love it i don't the production i think is fine i know i get what matt's saying but that's more of a production side engineering yeah i'm just nitpicking thing. my own stuff I don't to think me I, I really like the way the song's turned out and and i think the the thing that does cross over this like the first album's a lot really way more joyful and happy and uh, there's some joy for sure and some neat stuff on this new album that are that's light more light i guess but uh the heaviness of it is like too, I love the idea of songs that aren't don't don't feel heavy, and then the lyrics really are. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and this song is just capturing the, uh, so much stuff of just the, the heaviness and the weight and the react. I guess it, it really is like a when I when I'm going through and singing all these songs, which I'm doing right now, it really does make me think like, what do I think about God? What 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 when I'm singing this hymn, like just as I am, I'm actually really reflecting on the lyrics uh, of that, or you know, yeah. uh, before the throne of God or whatever. Some of these old hymns that we're doing, and then the new songs. So I, I mean, I'm not going to toot my own horn. Some of the lyrics are just awesome. What do you, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm just you're so, not going to toot your own horn. Yeah, I'm tooting my own horn. <laughs> some, some of the lyrics are just heartbreaking. Like I, I mean, and it, <laughs> once again, like it's just it's just like one of the lyrics that I, I've sung on, on one of the other songs. Toby's that, not bragging, but these songs are going to break your heart. Yeah, I, I promise. I will not brag. I will remain humble. The guitar playing is going to melt your fucking face till you're dead. <laughs> you won't believe it. You're going to die when you hear. It. Hey, not well, going to well, horn though. If I did, give give me a second to brag on Toby again. This is we just call this the Toby episode. Yeah, I literally heard one of the best things I've ever heard in my life, and that is your latest unstoppable. <laughs> hang, hang on a second before you get that. I'd be remiss not to mention something else regarding Matt and Toby that we've not even been promoting that much yet because we had an Emory tour back. Oh yeah, right. but we Matt and Toby's going on tour. We'll be we'll play some of these new songs. Uh, I think the pre-order for the record may be out, so you'll be able to hear and maybe even receive some of this music very soon. I'm talking May 4th, I believe, we'll be going on tour. And we're going on tour with, with you. Yep. And the classic, we're going on tour with the classic crime. So we won't even be the headliner. It's going to be amazing. Right. We're going to get to play with Civilian. Songs. It's an awesome yep. band. Civilian, Matt and Toby, and the classic crime. We're coming to the East, East Coast, all that stuff. And you can get the tickets right now. They're on sale at theclassiccrime.com. I believe that's the correct that's URL. Cool. And it, and also, their new album is totally unbelievable, and it's pre-order right now. So go over there, watch their new video, hear their new music, pre-order their album, and get tickets to come see Civilian Matt and Toby and The Classic Crime in May. We're very excited about it. Now, Joey, what did you got? What awesome. did you have? Awesome. Well, yeah, to- Toby did an Unstoppable Badass episode. The whole the whole podcast is is great, but this episode... I've listened to it twice. <laughs> it literally, so I mean, just just imagine, imagine Nutty Professor 
Eddie Murphy at the dinner table with all those characters listening to sermons. But here, here's the thing that's so brilliant about it is it it makes fun and exaggerates real problems in the church. So here, a lot of people's tendency is going to be, oh, yeah, Toby's making fun of this, but you don't know that Ed Young, blah, 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 or you don't know that Steve. Okay, we get it. There's there's sides of the, the conversation, but bottom line is Toby is is taking real issues in the church making fun of it, and he's demonstrating, hey, these are some real things to think about. It adds to the conversation for sure, but I think you have queued up uh, one of the Ed Young teachings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's play that. So, so, and I I wanted to explain a little bit. It's kind of like Mystery Science, was it 2000, 3000, where, 3000, where, where, and which that show's coming back out, which I'm kind of excited about, but um, But some of these teachings were disturbing, like it really was. Right, and I pick them because of that, but it's really funny too. Some, I mean, it's really funny when you listen to the pastor's say stuff like like and i know they don't mean it but but like uh, for example rick warren I, I do a rick warren one and he actually says valleys are what life's all about <laughs> right and i mean it's just like you're like wait a minute what do you mean by that don't, don't just skip over it as a talking point are you serious when you say something well, like well that? here's what's crazy toby is when i listen to this the question that we get asked a bunch of times popped in my head and that is when is enough when is enough is enough about complaining about the church? And when do you guys just kind of be quiet and and go with it and be complimentary? And my answer to that is when some of these guys shut up. The answer (laughs) is never. You always need both. But anyway. All right. So this is Ed Young, a mega pastor outside of, uh, or in Texas. I think he's in Houston, maybe. All over. He's got campuses all over. But this is a part of the a clip from the Unstoppable Badass podcast. All right. Let's move on to the next one. I love this next pastor. He's a... Mega church pastor out of Texas. His name's Ed Young. He's going to bring it. And you know what? I think he's just going to preach the Bible and tell us exactly what we need to do with our life. And uh, maybe oh, even, I, I don't know. I Ed Young always send me shit in the mail asking for money. <laughs> what would you do? That's right. What would you do if you were wealthy? If oh, you man. were one of the one percenters? If you were imagine. an A-lister? What would Ooh, you do if so you were fun. rich? Have you ever thought about that? What uh, would you uh, do? My whole life. I mean, what would I do? How would I? How would I travel? Where Where would I go if I had Dollywood. all of this money? I love playing that game. <laughs> yep, me too. Just for a second, think about that. What's the first thing I would buy? <sighs> Probably like pay off my student loans. And how would I? How would I? Act? I'd buy a kilo off of Nate, oh, Nate. Man, then I'd go break it up. Then I'd. We're say- recording. Zuckerberg White car money. <laughs> man, I'd be a great rich person. <laughs> Who the hell is Zuckerberg? Really interesting. <laughs> this is gonna be this cool. Gonna be a cool message. Very cool. I'm talking to just the one percent. Huh. I'm talking well to people. Who can say, call me wealthy? Oh, no, you didn't, Ed. I said, I'm hood rich. Huh. Do you know any wealthy people? Uh, yeah, actually, you. I'm it, talking about people I mean, that. I read about you, Ed. A lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you make, you know, millions well, and millions of dollars. You have your own jet. The CEO of my company. No, no, the pastor of this church. That, that girl I went to high school with. I said, say you saw my Carla? That person I see. Oh, yeah, they're... But you. They're wealthy. Why wouldn't you say you? So I just thought we would talk about that because, you know, the Bible... Say, I, I'm, wealthy. Realize this. The Bible say I'm wealthy. People say, Toby, say Jesus. What Ed, say I'm wealthy. I'm wealthy. wealthy. So that's kind of... It goes on a little bit more like that, but I'm kind of <laughs> calling him out and pushing. <laughs> it's, it's just... Here's, here's the thing that made me really sad hearing this stuff is 
So let's so let's take Ed Young. He is talking about wealth, and and later on in that, he actually says, "I researched wealth," and you, and you keep saying, "What what'd you do? Look at your bank account." Yeah. And, and, and here's here's like two rules that I want to make, and that I wish pastors would follow. If you're going to talk about wealth, but not talk about your own money or give us a ballpark figure you're not being applicable. You're not even connecting with the people. And here's one thing that he said. He made he made the whole audience say, if you're making over $30,000, I want y'all all to say we are rich or something like that. If, if you're going to call everybody that makes over $30,000 rich, then you have to come up with a different name for the kind of money that you have, which is over $11 million. This guy is talking about wealth and not one time. Wait, did where he did say, you get that he has a I'm a wealthy dollars? person. All right, I looked, so it, up on, I looked okay. it up online. It can, yeah, it, it says, according say to Dallas News Station, Ed Young enjoys all the standard assets of wealth. He owns an $8.5 million private jet, $1.5 million home, $1 million condo, $1 million salary, and 240000 housing allowance. Man, I feel like I would have laughed even harder at it if I if you'd have set me up with that before you played the clip. I was feeling like Toby's beating up on a pastor, and then you gave me the details, and now I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I was uncomfortable at first when I was because I hadn't heard that yet when you were playing. I was like, well, it's probably not that much money, Toby. I mean, it's probably not. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I gave me the details. Like, oh, okay. I mean, no, he's no, yeah. talking about wealth, and he didn't yeah. bring himself into no, it. In the, so, no, no, he's in the over thirty thousand dollar category, Joey. <sighs> That's oh his category. God. Not, right. he's, not in the, he's not in the wealthy, but he's in the pretty wealthy, which is over he t- 30, He talks 000. about that, yeah. yes. But what's really, what's really terrible, what really is terrible as it goes on, is he, l- listen a little bit further. Let me, sh- let me play one more little clip, and this is, what, this is how he ends uh, his, his sermon here. Jesus talked more about money All right, Jesus than he did. talked about heaven. Jesus talked about money. Okay, Jesus talked about a lot of money. So do mega pastors, though, and maybe in a different way than Jesus. Said, oh, I can't believe they're talking about money. I'm just preaching Bible to you. You're preaching Bible. <laughs> so how do you keep your hope in God? Let me guess. By studying the scripture, uh, following the tenets of Christ and what he taught us. It's very simple. You bring the first 10 to the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh he goes gosh. on to tell you that the way you find happiness and joy and it, you know to handle your 1% is always give to the church. The house. How do you and keep he, your hope in God? Bring I your know. 10%. And he keeps on going. He, he even makes fun of people that give to like other organizations. He said, he'll say, I gave money to a, a, you know, a charity. That's not the church. He says, I gave money to this person. That's not homeless people. That's not the church. I do that. <laughs> he keeps saying that so, stuff. It's just unbelievable. So I, I think I, I, I need to step back from something that I said a couple years ago on this podcast because we were talking about Stephen Furtick, and I said, I just think this is relative. You can't look at one person's finances and say they're they're wrong. And and I just t- I depart, I retract that statement. I think that there is the ability for us to say, nah, you're not spending your money right. So Kenneth Copeland, for instance, now I've always thought that he's kind of a a jokey dude. He's not someone whose teachings I respect in any way, but you know, he's one of those people that a lot of, uh, you know, my grandparents grew up with and I'm like, eh, he's, he's probably not all that bad. I had no idea. He is the richest pastor in the whole world. He, he is worth $1.2 billion dollars. And he claims that God told him he needed to be a billionaire. Check this out. He has two private jets. All right. First of all, 
if you have one private jet, that's a little extravagant. But two, Joey, you got to have a backup in case one blows an engine or something. Yeah, it's a Cessna 550 Citation Bravo, a Cessna 750 Citation X. These are little planes because one just isn't enough. Please, didn't have even have a G6. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. One point two billion dollars. Not like I think any Christian should be able to say, yeah, that's a little extravagant. That the uh, the couple that does TBN. They literally, uh, the one that looks like she yeah. was in a paintball war, you know, it's but, Paul and Jan Crouch. But they are they not literally even have, seriously, right? They have, yeah, it's seriously. But, they have but 13 this guy different Ed mansions. Young and these people are. 13 different mansions. Yeah. I mean, that's just unbelievable. Well, that, but see, those people aren't taken seriously, so it's easy to go, oh, well, that's who they're talking about. Well, yeah, that's fine. Nobody takes Jan Couch seriously, I don't believe. But Ed Young, people take very seriously, right? Joyce Meyer. Yeah, is another one. That well, it depends on what you mean by serious. I mean, these people are getting money off the backs of people believing in. Yeah, what Yeah, but saying. I'm just saying so, they're they're way closer to legitimate active church pastors that look like pastors that you like than the the TBN people. I'm just saying that I don't want right. to even confuse the two. Right. Like Ed Young's yeah, yeah, more I, like your normal pastor kind of so, thing. So what? So what do y'all what do y'all think about this statement here? All right, so um, a lot of people like Joyce Meyer, and uh, you know we get it. She helps a lot of people out. So she bought. A thirty and all, this is allegedly she bought a thirty thousand dollar coffee table, and she has a twenty three thousand dollar commode. Can can we <laughs> can we get away? Can that. we get away with saying yeah? But she gives millions of dollars uh, to third world countries and uh, nonprofit organizations that help orphans and stuff because she literally but, does give a lot of money. But can't we just say? You don't need a $30,000 coffee table? Well, well, you can't judge in some on some things. I mean, you have to really think about it. Like, you don't actually know the circumstance of that coffee right. table and what exactly is going on. You can't judge somebody's private life. I mean, for instance, Joyce Meyer ha- happened to have some inside knowledge on this, but she has unbelievably monster bowel movements, and that $23,000 toilet is necessary, trust me. It. Yeah, it's, it's, bar- it's barely getting by. My <laughs> lord! <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, she she needs the plushest, softest right. oh, toilet tissue yeah, just you to wipe that it. thing. That, that thing's tender down there. You know what I mean? I mean you, think, but Toby, so, you, you think you think Toby has no irritable bowels? I mean, come on, Toby, you have no problem with writing these people off as as jokes when it comes to their money and the audacity to teach other people on money. Oh, uh, just yeah, just calling all these people. It, honestly, yes. And and here's the thing too. I want I want to say this real quick as well. Give me a second here. Um. I feel so bad for the people working for them and buying into this that, and I know how that feels. I used to have a terrible boss at a church I worked. At. <laughs> His name's Pastor Joey Spencer, and I had nowhere to turn. Who do you tell if you? Hey, I let one of you these ride men- in my jet at least it, a few times, <laughs> dude. Riding in your Hummer that, that you know that, that is lifted around Charleston was so awesome. But uh, I had nowhere to turn, and I and I want to take a real quick second to talk about our sponsor today. Um, I hate my boss podcast. It is really funny. It's really awesome. Uh, let me ask you guys a few questions. H- have you ever worked for a boss who can't make up his mind and then blames you for it? Yes, I have. Yep. <laughs> Recently, have you ever worked for a boss who always needs to have the last word? 100%. Now, this is this one is really hilarious. And this is true about mine and jo- when Joey was my boss. Have you ever worked for a boss who is a micromanager? <laughs> <laughs> that's where this podcast comes in it is really funny it just talks about workplace drama there's comedic relief 
Um, it's really good. And uh, so I, I want everybody to go there. Go to Wondery.com, and that's W-O-N-D-E-R-Y.com, Wondery.com, and download this podcast. Sign up. It's really great. It's uh, this, this is the one place where you can go and say, uh, you can use those four words, I hate my boss. It's a new podcast, really funny. Make sure you guys check it. Go listen to I Hate My Boss and subscribe to it wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay. Guys, Thanks, I've got Toby. here as a bio, so, uh, little note at the bottom, hosted by Reva Hansen. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> that is Check Matt's. It. That that's kind of our go to uh, person who works for Bad Christian. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't know. Um, Joe, Joey, I was going to answer your question though. You said, "Do I write these people off?" I would say, yeah. And I mean, I really do think about the people that work for him and, and the congregation that gives their money, and that that a guy would stand up there and go, "Give to me, for, give to this church first in in, yeah. in a late in a later bit." And just so people understand, th- these are different characters I do, but I just call them my friends on there. And, and like I said, it's like mystery science theater. So you'll hear a bunch of different voices and and funny stuff along the way. But later on. I do a Stephen Furtick one, obviously. I know, you know, and he actually says he was talking to a guy whose church was bigger than his. That ch- he actually I could says not it believe that way. it. And, and he I, wasn't and I, joking around. No, he was, he not, was joking. not joking. And I was around. like, what? How would, I mean, just the idea that, that that Freudian slip or whatever, or whatever you would call that, it just slipped out that he thinks my church is this size, like my business or my thing. Yeah. Meaning that it is a built all on him is what he thinks. And, and he would say, no, 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 no. But that is what actually came out of his mouth. And so I, it really does bother me when I think, man, all this stuff, it's just stuff and size and numbers and money and money and money. And it just blows me away that this is these are the big boys. This is but the why, heroes. Yeah. And, and why do people not see the disconnect? So it when, when I get up in, in front of my church, I know for a fact that I'm talking to a, a good deal of people, maybe not even half, but a good deal of people that make way more money than me when uh, Ed Young gets up in front of his people and he's in a different category and, and and he won't even mention himself. Like if you're sitting there, aren't you thinking that or are people just so captivated by this guy's leadership qualities that that just goes in one ear and out the other? Well, they're when doing saying, what works, but here's the reason it's bought. And I would like to draw another distinction here and I will, I'm going to avoid going on a rant that's pro capitalism and anti-government i'll save that but that's this is what it brings up for me <laughs> thank you man but I, I do want to defend business people making a lot of money and getting paid what they want for instance a lot of the one percent and ceos and roger goodell and these other people i swear to you they deserve all that money they get and that's unpopular to say so this isn't this isn't that sandbagging thing where we the little guy gets to attack the rich people and makes the other common people feel good you know it's not a ploy to yeah it's very easy to attack rich people as a poor person and on behalf of other poor people like us, and it feels good and it sounds good. That's not what's going on here. This is a specific problem. Again, people that are making good money in business, good. The government, what they do, bad as far as, far as what they take. That's my general philosophy. Now, that doesn't include pastors in the sense that they're extremely hypocritical about what they do and how they get their money. They're not, in, on some level, they're creating value and that money is created because of what they do. I'll give them that much of the puzzle. But it's still predicated on uh, being above reproach and beyond scrutiny and hidden. And it comes off the backs of other people. And it's more it's a little bit more manipulative in how they get the money than simply increasing the stock price for Exxon or whatever. So I actually feel like they're less ethical than a business person where the rules are you just create value 
you get what you're worth. If you can grow a billion dollar company to two billion, you yeah. deserve whatever you can get. Sure. On that level, fine. But on the level of how it's done is hypocritical because you're using you're 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 using this thing that said the way he says that, which kills me, is if you give money as part of the church, as a Christian, it needs to come here. If you're hearing my right. voice, your first 10%, it comes to me, period. And then other stuff trivialized. First of all, you're you just make you're just talking people into giving you money. That's not great. Join the BC Club, and but also, <laughs> but also, it's 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 using this God thing, which is a real thing, and charity, and taking care of people, and giving your money right. is a great thing. And I do think everybody should be giving away ten percent of the money. Don't give it to Ed Young. That's what I'm. That's all I'm saying. He's talking you out of your money. And it's wrong. It's just wrong. That's just not the way Jesus did it. He just didn't say. I mean, that's just not what he did. That's he said to help other people, not help ourselves, not help our church, not help our thing. I know they say, well, the church gives money away too, but that you know that most of that money goes to the thing. It's like taking care of yourselves, not the others, not your neighbors, not the poor. That's just not really how that money works. If you cared about what Jesus said to care about, the money would go to directly, and it would count in whatever way you want to count it as your charity. But it shouldn't be about counting your charity and make sure you're checking that off the list either. But if you want to take care of poor people, not giving it to mega pastors is not the best way to do that. Right. And yeah. it, and I, it's a trick. Can, I, can I actually say this too? I don't think it's loving to let our pastors be hidden like this and, talk, and not right. know. Like, I mean, I, I really don't know, but there has to be some clue to the people sitting in there that when he preached this sermon that, they knew he was wealthy and and they did not like help him to to be and once again i'm not super upset about wealth and i'm i am pro it's not about even about and, money and, it's the hypocrisy right, right, right. and the trickery but, and the manipulation yes. and the disrespect of the congregation that's what it's about but, right and, and just like i said what what was what's our hashtag that we're trying to get rid of? Hashtag #mega pastor tax returns mm-hmm. i think is what is uh, something like that i checked but it yesterday hashtag- i think there was one use of the hashtag thus far but <laughs> <laughs> use it people but what i'm saying is do you believe, like, if you had to guess, what mega pastor in the history of the world has shown how much they make? Any? Have, have they? Has anybody actually said, "Hey, this is how much money I make"? As a as as Ed Young, as Stephen Furtick, I mean Perry Noble. Uh, what's the guy in Seattle? Uh, what's his face? Um, the uh, that works at the the city church, Matt. You remember? Oh yeah, yeah, name? Judah Smith. Judah Smith. Matt Chandler, good uh, Tim Keller. I don't, I don't know if anybody says how much money they make. And what I'm saying is, it could potentially help if they if it was out there and people are like, hey, that's a lot of dough, man. I mean, you need like, I mean, Creflo Dollar at least admitted he he was going to get a jet and raising money for it. Like at least he told people. Now yeah. it, it's possibly nefarious reasons, but I, but still, I just go like, man, why why is it so hidden? Why can't our pastors? Be more open about money. The good they news is it, it, they won't be able to help it because, first of all, 10 years ago or 30 years ago, there's zero chance you can look up $11 million worth of stuff and get those stats like you can on the internet. And right. you don't get to hear it on a podcast where people say that and suggest the notion that maybe we should seek lovingly some accountability and transparency. So you're not going to be able to hide it. That's the good news. So go ahead and be part of the general public and just be loving. Don't be attacking. Don't be mean or mad. But go ahead and just say, yeah, this is some stuff we want to know about. We want to see. We think it should be transparent. That's just a very normal 
Uh, sounds like a biblical yeah. stance to us. We just we think there's some bad, bad problems with the church and the witness of the church because of problems like this. And to be above reproach as the kingdom and the church, yeah, we need to get a, get get a kind of a grip on this, lest we look like Scientology. Yeah, you're exactly right. Right. So that's all we're trying to do is help. Is just if the general public pays attention to the. I'm not trying to do exposés, but the the data is not going to be able to be hidden in the future. It's just not going to be. You, everybody, you're going to kind of know what they make. So it's time to start reckoning with this as the church. It's not even that negative thing. It's a positive thing. And, and I think I do fall into the category of, uh, you know, it. it's the love of money, not money that's evil, just like it's the a love of alcohol or, you know, is the addiction, not the actual alcohol is a sin. I was taught when I was young that alcohol was a sin. I was taught that money, actual money is bad. No, it's and not now, bad. but you have to be very wary when you start hearing a pastor you throw that around. Hey, it's not, it's the love of money, not the money, guys. And listen, you know, when they start talking like that because it really has become their precious. They hide it away. They keep it from everybody. You can't know, not, you know, don't know. If I, if I tell you how much I make, it could actually hurt. It could hurt know, other people. It, it could hurt the knew, church yeah, and people. Right. Like, come on. That's the most manipulative thing in the world. Now, can we move on from this topic? Yeah, I, I can't talk about money. It, it makes me too sad and angry. Instead of this. Unstoppable badass. Check it out. <laughs> instead of that, let's just uh, shift topics entirely and talk about uh, Billy Graham and Tim Keller. Does <laughs> 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 <Is> that work? <laughs> and I'm serious, but there's a, and it's, it is a different topic, but we're just, we'll, stay, we'll stay on pastors, notoriety, notable pastors for a little bit. Now, I love Tim Keller and I like Billy Graham. So I'm not, we will not, I'm not here to denigrate these men at all, but there, there's some interesting things uh, surrounding them that are interesting to talk about. And that they both boil down to uh, issues of, of gender equality and complementarianism and women and feminism, stuff like that. So y'all want to do that? Does that work? Yep. Yes, I'd love to. All right. I so it sounds pretty fun. I saw this morning in the Bad Christian uh, Club Facebook group, which is why you want to join the BC. You were Club. trolling. You were trolling. I'm not trolling. I'm patrolling. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm the patrol, not the troll. Patrols. Oh. That's a good. That's a new term. There are patrols out there. I'm patrolling. <laughs> no. So, but I saw the topic on there, and it seems that our vice, our wonderful example and leader of the nation, Mike Pence, is uh. Oh, has yeah. quoted the Billy Graham rule for why he doesn't ever is not ever okay with being alone with a female that's not his wife, as in riding a car, have a meeting, in, including share an elevator. So he's yeah. come under fire for that. And it reminded yeah. me before I even read through the topic, read the story. I go, hmm. I recall it probably isn't two years ago on this show where we discussed that, and I think we had Logan Kale on and discussed it. And I believe at the time. I don't remember everybody's position, but I believe, I mean, it wasn't too long ago where I held the same rule, and I'd have to admit that today I certainly do not even at all hold that that rule. But it's interesting, and it just says you can't be around, it's safer for a guy to not be around a female alone, lest it you either A, cheat, or it leads to cheating, or it just is observed that you it may yeah. look bad or hurt your you know the optics of the situation right matt matt you've changed your stance so much that like I, even in the last month you've slept with reba yeah, and, I, I mean you slept you slept with us all on the bus yeah on we the were bus. all riding reba reba came out on tour with us and yeah we, we all slept on the bus together not like <laughs> what'd y'all think i meant <laughs> oh yeah for instance we used to wouldn't have a girl on like on tour with on us tour whatever, you're right, right? You know, yeah. So it's it, just, I, I mean, we we definitely were in that 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 thing. I I actually pulled up an article comes from the Atlantic, and this is what Mike Pence told the Hill that he never eats alone with a woman other than his wife, and he won't attend events 
featuring alcohol without her by his side. Right. So it's interesting because I would have had defenses for it before, but the thing that it boils down to in the really good and sharp comments, and again, I'm not trying to be a progressive person or get brownie points. I, I don't. I don't want it. I don't want to be counted in that even group, but I do find it persuasive the, that the rule itself is is goofy. It's I mean, it's totally fine for any individual to do what they want to do or not, including Mike Pence and Billy Graham. No issue there. But naming, calling the rule, having it adopted by organizations and power structures becomes destructive. It becomes uh, sexist and has is it is for sure going to be and has been used in ways that will have negative consequences on women. And the main one being that they just by the adoption or naming or the purporting of that rule or be having it pushed forward makes women seem like dangerous sexual objects as a matter of the, who, who they are. Yeah. That's so it may be safer for Joey understood. Yeah. Because he's a horn dog bastard understood. But, <laughs> but, the, but the implication of it is that, that the women are dangerous. And even though you may not individually hold that view, I don't think she's dangerous. It's just a policy for me that overall sends that message clearly and reinforces that, that thing, which is, Women are the problem, and men controlling himself. Hey, it's boys will be boys, or whatever that kind of thing is. It's instead, or it of putting, implies you know, that women can't control themselves either. Whatever you know what it I mean? is, yeah, yeah. But it, it seems Why? to send the message pretty clearly that women are are a problem you have to deal with. It, it, at least that's the what it boils down to across mass if you push it out there and call it a rule. So I don't know why this is so such has to be such a black and white yes or no sort of discussion. So let me ask you this: what What if Joey has cheated on his wife twice and both times has been because I was working super closely with someone of the opposite okay, sex. That's maybe not to, hold, why, hold on, hold on, hold though. on. At some point, wouldn't you say, yeah, you don't need to be with, with a girl Definitely. anymore? Of course. That's what I'm saying. Individually, okay, well, well, it's totally what, fine. What if, what if there's someone who hasn't done that but knows that they're so sick they could possibly do that? So I just think it's a person-to-person thing. So Matt, I think you, uh, yeah, you could be right. You could hang out with with girls, go on business trips with them, no problem. Maybe somebody else, it would be a problem. Okay, so but that's what I'm that saying. Sort of that's a, anybody can do whatever they want. Any man and wife can decide what's fa- appropriate for them. It's fine. What I'm talking about is the naming, labeling, instituting, calling, and purporting the rule as a general thing. That's easy for a power structure. Many people to go. Yep, I'm with it. I'm with it. Then that matter of factly will have consequences across the culture. I'm not talking about an individual. Does that make sense? I would say that what you're saying is, and this is, here's what I agree with. I think I agree with both of you. I think it is an individual choice. But you're right. You have to be a little bit careful. And like Mike Pence has so much influence that it it can easily influence so many people to to even. Un, being unaware you don't even realize that it's that sexist or, or it puts down that way like i've never even thought about that i thought i was actually when i haven't ridden in a car with a girl by myself or something like that i thought i was respecting her and my wife and everybody mm-hmm. i didn't think of it as holding her back from a better career or a potentially being sexist towards them or whatever but i will say this uh, i am still very strong on i don't give nobody the damn benefit of the doubt yeah Thir- it, the statistics show 30 to 60 percent of married people cheat when do they cheat? When they're alone together. So if thir- if, if if it happens to be thirty percent, that's a big enough number for me to know. To know I, I mean, that's the, on the low end. Even on the low end, I go when guys and girls get together. How about this? Okay, not guys and girls. Two gay guys, two gay ladies, 
whatever. So just don't be alone you, with humans is a good well, policy. No, I'm not, I'm definitely not saying don't be alone, but I'm saying for me, there is a if there if there is a potential now. I don't for me personally, I don't think so anymore. Like I don't I don't think uh, I, I'm there, but I don't even give myself the benefit of the doubt. Okay, so so you think maybe you're okay too? Like it's probably okay for you. Maybe maybe not. Do you need to tell other people that they don't need to because you're worried about them? No. Do you need to institute no. that morality if, or even support uh, the tacit assumption that if you want to be good and, you know, if you listen to, you know, think about focus on the family. Right. All they do is come up with moral stuff to push on people. So you can come up with a million. Well, technically, if nobody ever drank, nobody would get drunk and then there wouldn't be this. Okay. So no drinking then. That'd be a good rule. I mean, it's safe for well, some people, but well, you don't want to, you don't want to push it out there like it's. That gets, you know, that those things get so e- elevated to positions where they become harmful to people. So, so there's two different things here. There's making a rule and there's making a suggestion. With the stats that Toby just gave, I have no problem in premarital counseling setting up different scenarios as to how easy it would be to fall into like an emotional mm-hmm. and or physical affair. Like, sure. I mean, we're just talking a, a very practical thing right now. I mean, I'll even we, use we, a real life example. Right. We, we have, we have zero problem with, uh, okay. Uh, I'm not going to use that example. I'll well, I'm only mad. saying I, I, that it's fine. I'm not, when you, you can't just take things that seem like practical and good ideas right. they, in a power structure, they get escalated to, well, I don't, I sure. want to be with the leadership, not against right. them. And then in these cultures of churches and everything, I've seen it a million times. You're just, you're like, you have to toe the line of this or this, or else you feel like you're out, you know, you get forced into these categories. Right. There's no room in big power structures, especially when they espouse a rule like this to go, oh yeah, but I don't agree with it. It's fine. That doesn't, you can't, you don't yeah. do that. You internalize it. You take it. Your daughters take it. They feel shamed about this. That's right. It, it, That's right. it, it just, it, it, it yeah, directly I, I harms people it, to name it as a rule and enforce morality. And it probably does in almost every case. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, all we're talking about here is you have to be careful if you are in a power p- position to do that. Like if you're a boss, if you're a vice president, if you're a podcaster, what we're saying. So Everybody is allowed to hang out with each other, no matter what your gender is. And it, that can be totally okay. This, and what y'all are both saying is this is a personal preference. And I'll tell you two stories. One, when I worked at the church, there was oftentimes, I would say maybe majority of times, where our admin, Sarah, was in the office and I would come in and it was just her and I. Nothing ever even come close to happening. And we would talk and it's fine. Like there's no, there wasn't any even idea of that. That didn't even matter, right? We, it was a, a man and a woman in an office space together, completely alone. Nothing ever came out. I knew her, know her husband super well, love her husband, love her. She's great, great people. Now, how about this though? Uh, yet on Sunday, Jess came back from church because you know I didn't go to church. And uh, she said, I was talking to this guy today about this, and I said, Oh, I said, Oh, I said, Oh, that's good. And we were just talking and talking and talking. And then I mentioned, I said, uh, some, She said that she had served at church that day. And I was like, Oh, that's, I said, Oh, you served at church today. She said, Oh, you, you thought I was just hanging out with some guy talking to him? <laughs> and I went, I said, that would have been okay. I trust you enough that if you were, you know, but she like that still, even within our marriage, she was thinking, was I jealous or was I, that th- th- I think that she would go and just find some dude to talk to as if yeah, that that's right. mattered or something like, like that. That wouldn't be I, acceptable. I think it's a conversation everybody has to have and everybody has to talk about something yeah. has to decide themselves. Yeah. That, but you're totally. Matt, you're right. It is a power play for sure. Now, now move on to the next one though, too. Yeah, but the, we're, we're the, talking about this one. Yeah. And we'll, I'll tie them together. But the thing that bothers me, and this is another thing, I don't want brownie points on it, but I can start to observe things that seem like what people call mansplaining. I don't want, I don't. Right. 
I'm sure I do that and I reserve the right to mansplain all on that. It's maybe all I do. But here's the, the theme in both of these things. And the Tim Keller one, I, I saw the same thing. I saw threads where people are arguing about it. And here's what happens here. And this is a little disturbing if you think about it, especially from the fem, female point of view. There'll be women saying this has happened to me. This is how it affects me. This is what I've seen. This is what I've felt. This is what's been done to me. Then the man, or it could be a woman, I don't even, it's not even a gender thing, but the other party will argue that and in defense of the rule. So, yeah, but how are you saying the rule's bad? The rule didn't do this. So the argument is between a person saying what they have experienced and a person defending not another person, but simply an idea or a rule as if it needed right. to be stuck up for over a human being. That's really goofy. And that's, right. that's the thing that happens, what it seems like happens to people online all the time, where I'm talking about an experience that's real to me, and you're actually sticking up and defending and putting me down to defend a, a abstract idea that's not anything. Right. And right. That, that's a problem, because you're, you, individuals are individuals, societies are societies, ideas are ideas. They're not, that's not the way it is. And then the Tim Keller one, similar thing. If you want to set up that story, you can, but that's, I'll just tie them together by saying, I saw horrible threads of people just anybody that's that that's trying to talk about Tim Keller being complementarianism and the outcomes of that or whatever defending it in the sense that I'm sorry I may not be that articulate here but they're saying Tim Keller never said that men should have to women should have to ask their husband all this stuff but it, but nonetheless if you push hard a complementarian point of view there will be a bunch of negative outcomes period now you could say but he never said a man should hold his wife down or not let her out of the house but certainly, if you push a certain idea right. like that hard enough, you know that is going to happen. And so it's not Tim Keller's fault, but it's worth exploring the idea. And, and the people that are, that are using these rules and ideas poorly, yeah, I mean, it's their, their, their fault. The people that are abusing other people or women, it's their fault, not really Tim Keller's or anything like that. Yeah. But you and, do and have to understand the consequences some, of those ideas. So, some people don't know what we're talking about. Tim yeah. Keller, and I, I, I love that I found it. It's from, uh, this comes from blackchristiannews.com. But basically, Princeton Seminary, uh, the flagship institution of the Presbyterian Church, had announced that Tim Keller, who I love as a pastor, I, I really do. He's you had a new sermon. source on that? Yeah, black blackchristiannews.com. Well, then let's just make <laughs> it the news. <laughs> In a world where black Christian news is the only place you can find damn truth in this world. <laughs> My name's Toby Morrell. Here comes the damn truth from blackchristiannews.com. Princeton Seminary, the flagship institution of the Presbyterian Church, had announced that Tim Keller uh, was the recipient of the Abraham Cupier. Is that how you pronounce it? Or Kipier? Cupier? K-U-Y-P-E-R prize of excellence in Reformed Theology. Uh, and a $10,000 reward he was going to receive. But on March 22nd, my birthday, weird enough, uh, a letter to the seminary community, President Craig Barnes said that decision had been reversed in order to not imply any endorsement of Keller's belief, uh, I believe with complementarianism, like we were talking about, that belief that women, uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender persons should not be ordained. Like So, so he, was, he takes a hard stance on that still. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're talking about here. This is and so they they reversed it. They did not now. Here, honestly, I think the guy Tim is he's such an honorable guy. He still spoke, and they just didn't give the award to anybody. He didn't back out. He still came, spoke to the school. Everything uh, was very gracious and genuine, yeah. and didn't cause a stir. Other people are causing the stir, not him. And so I do think that's that's really interesting. Just shows his character even more. 
But anyway, go ahead with your point, Matt. Your your point being, you think people are too harsh on him? No. Well, first of all, For, Tim Keller is a hero, man. He thinks super clearly. He he loves Jesus. I love it. He's great. So I mean, as far as pastors go, I don't I don't right. know any better ones. Uh, Tim always has. Tim is complimentary, and I think everybody knows what that is. It says women and men are different, and blah blah blah. And that's a fine idea. And basically, where I'm at, I don't think that men and women are the same. I just do not hold that view at all. But if you try to put it in too much of a rule or a power structure or something about it, I have now seen and changed my point of view that it just cannot be applied like a rule like that to a church or a people or a general people or anything like that. I just no longer hold that view. So I don't know if that makes me no longer complimentarian. I don't even know. Right. And I don't really care is my point. I, I don't need to come out with a different stance that's, oh, I'm egalitarian or whatever but but it, it i don't hold that anymore i'm fine with the female pastor totally fine i just yeah i am because too. that's individuals i'm not on a whole i do not i do not think men and women are the same at all like very different and i'm a big fan of men and masculinity love it think it's awesome not sorry about it uh i, I even think women probably are better suited for the future i think maybe the future is female and if so, that's because they're different than us and better suited for the future. Right. That we're just different, and that's fine. But I don't, in any case, need to hold a rule that says there's this can't be done or this must be done or must not be done because we're Christian or because I, I don't, I can't really, I, I would like for that to maybe have been true at one time, but I can't hold yeah. that personally anymore. But I don't have any disrespect to Tim Keller, but I think it's horrible that he gets a bunch of hate for it having the view he has, and I think you're right, yeah. he's a gracious guy, but somebody put it really good here. They said, look, there's a big difference in the outcomes of complementarianism. They said there's the uh, there's Driscoll complementarianism, and then there's Tim Keller's uh, theology of headship. So the first one is Driscoll's, and it's, it goes like this, get me a sandwich. And then <laughs> the, 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 Tim Keller's is, is, the, is the other, the, you know, the other, into the spectrum there and it's get me a sandwich please <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what what's changed me a ton is having two daughters that like just today we were riding down the road and this this could take forever this topic for sure but i, I want to try and make this as concise as i can riding down the road two motorcycle cops drive by and i go "Ooh, ike look motorcycle mm -hmm. cops and then i went june Two, you look too. There's motorcycle <laughs> cops, and and I thought, wait a minute, I'm doing this because uh, first of all, I didn't think ain't, that she would. I knew Ike cares about motorcycles. I know my daughter doesn't really care about motorcycles. So you know, I mean, she she really does care about uh, uh, the the old school girly things. Or I guess what you'd say, you know, she loves dresses. She loves dressing up, getting her hair, doing her nail, all the things that you would say are very feminine. She really likes. But I want to at least offer that to her because yeah, I don't yeah, know. I don't. I don't right. want to shut off that she could love motorcycles or yeah, like for, be a I pastor mean, or whatever I, it might be. I totally agree with you. Like I found myself like teaching William because y'all know I I'm not good at mechanical stuff. Priscilla is way better than me. But I taught my I, I found myself going to William when it, hey I'm screwing something in with a screwdriver. Right. You want to help me out? And I'm like. Rosa and Gwenny need to know how to do that too. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, what's my problem? Right, it's great. Too. Right. it's not it's not a masculine stuff. thing to be able to know how to fix your car. It's just a right. great thing. <laughs> right. Have y'all right. officially moved? For are, are you complementarian, or would you say you're egalitarian, or do you, or do you even have a, I, a Christian really theology like, that you would hold to in that? I really like how you articulated it. I think there's differences, but I I also want to shy away from saying here's how the differences always are because my wife and I are a perfect example. She's good at fixing things 
I'm not. So I just, I don't think my position, well, yeah, my position has changed well, from I mean, for instance, this women in leadership, issue. you're okay. You would be okay with a, a, a woman pastor, for instance. I think so. If it was your church and you started I, one. I, I mean, I, I don't have yeah. a problem with um, anything yeah. because I think the church is wrong and right about so many different things. I to, yeah. For me, I just don't even yeah. want to have a policy. I, I, yeah. I would say, too, where, I'm, where I land is, it doesn't matter what I think. Yes, let's right. ordain women. You know what I mean? Yeah, like right. it doesn't matter where where I land on it. Let's let's let women be CEOs. Let's let women do whatever they want to do. I'm it's supportive. Like the, the funniest thing about all of this is like my life. I just can't imagine. Like I, I guess you know, Matt, your mom just passed away. Not to to bring bring you down or anything, but you were telling us about how your dad now <laughs> has to make decisions he hasn't made mm-hmm. he hasn't made in years and years and years. Like even like what do you you know like your mom was so much a part of. Uh, even preparing meals because she yeah. really enjoyed it and making dinner and, and tons of guys make dinner tons of females make dinner. this isn't a man or woman thing that's just one thing that your mom did she ran ran a lot of his business yeah there's all these things that she did so well and now your dad doesn't even know and I, and I was thinking man same thing with Jess like there's a regular so many, old rich that, idiot white man that, 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 yeah <laughs> but there's so many things that Jess does for our family that I just am like uh, oblivious of or, or yeah. unaware and not that they're female things they're things that are just yeah it takes brilliance and a super smart mind and a great work ethic to pull off. And Jess does all those things. So I know Jess is fully capable basically of doing any job that I could do. Uh, anything that I could do. She's maybe m- probably even smarter than me. Um, so well, maybe why would not, I want to, why not, would I want to like, hold, why would, why would I want to hold her back from anything? And I'm just talking about me and her yeah. right now. Why would I want to hold her back or my daughter's back from anything? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't matter. No matter. It doesn't matter what I think. Yes, let er, help everybody. It doesn't matter your gender or color your skin, whatever. Let everybody do whatever they want, and then it, you you know your two cents will be changed. Your right. mind will be changed. The problem is the same thing. We always do it with race and gender and every other thing. We take things, and this is horrible. This is one of the worst things that drives me crazy about humanity's tendencies is we take things that are at a societal level and then apply them to individuals and then vice versa we take things that maybe are okay to say and utilize at a societal level and then not allow and then and then not be allowed to do that to even think that way so it should be okay to say men are stronger than women and that's in a general way but in a specific if you get specific that argument goes completely out the window now we're talking about joey and karen that's has nothing to do with in general that doesn't mean that it's not okay to say in general that it, you know what I mean? It's just that those are two separate things, and they do not need to be crossed over. So when we talk about somebody being a pastor or doing a job or the nature of anything, it it just it doesn't. Hold, I mean, you know, the argument though, as it pertains to Tim Keller or a respectable Christian theology, is by God's design, male headship is X, Y, and Z. So can, do y'all abandon that? Or I mean, yeah. where, I mean, what do yeah. you think there? Like biblically, I, biblical male headship, your household. Where I think you? most people would define where I'm at as abandoning that. Male headship in the house and home. I, I would say in our home, it probably is that way. I think I'm probably, and Jess is, and that's because Jess would prefer that. So you, if Jess didn't prefer it, I, I might, I, I'm open to the idea of not being like the head of our household, but I think I am naturally. Do like you it, think it kinda, weak men need to man up and take control of their wife and household? No, but I do think there's a times where weak men or weak women need somebody to kick them in the ass mm-hmm. for sure, or, or they need to step up and do mm-hmm. a little bit more. But we're talking about individuals, but not here. necessarily not by God's design that He is supposed to kick ass and be in charge. You know, not not that. 
I, I think there's just as much times where a woman needs to kick ass mm-hmm. and, and be the leader. Like Jess is the leader often in our home. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying there's there are times where it falls on me to make a decision for our family or that what we need to do. So it probably is maybe more 50, 50. I don't, I don't necessarily think, I don't think of myself as the leader of our family, but I think I, in most organizations, there is a leader, even if it just comes naturally. Mm-hmm. And I have some of those skills yeah. in certain things. Jess don't has you, leadership in other skills as well. Don't you think there's a chance that God's design, we had to throw that out the window a long time ago. And what I mean by that is, this world is jacked up. Everybody's very messed up. So maybe, right. maybe but if you believe in a fall, maybe before the fall, there was this perfect creation where everybody was yeah. equal, but men were the leaders and it was just great for everyone and females loved it, males loved it, and it was just awesome. But now we're all so jacked up. Do you really think it's a good thing to just say all males are in charge? <laughs> yeah, we've, we've been doing well, that. But since see, that's not what the they beginning, and it hadn't turned say. out too good. Yeah, but that's the problem with this, and ties to the last story. That's never explicitly said by anybody, but it is matter of factly a consequence of the general way that it is taught. You understand? Like it's different between saying now all men are in charge, and that you need to listen to them, women. That's not what anybody says. However, the, even the language and the rules and the moral levels and the generalizations that we try to push on a large group that it will be the result will be many men and women will take it that way and you have to know that and it has to be worth asking maybe it's not that bad if we get something wrong and let a woman be pastor versus on mass subjecting a lot of women to something like that where it's they're going to have negative consequences so i had dinner the other night at jen smith's house and phil that was on the podcast a while back and um We've talked about a bunch of stuff like that from her view, and it was t- definitely a bit eye-opening for me, and I really appreciated it. And then she she reached out again and asked me, said, "Look, do you do you guys ever talk to Chandler?" She said, oh, "Or you know, or is there?" She said she knew a lot of people who talk about Matt Chandler. Yeah, Matt Chandler. She said she knows a lot of people from Acts twenty nine and women that have just really have bad stories about how that general teaching had affected them personally negatively. And I was like, "Yeah, I, I mean." And that's from a woman right. that I know and trust and respect and listening to. I'm like, well, I, I can't hold on to some theology in light of if this, if these are these stories, right. I think they should be told and that must be something to it. And it, it, it hits me. It doesn't hit me like a ton of bricks either. It's like, Ugh, this isn't something I'm willing to deny to hold on to some theology that makes sense to me. I'm just not willing to do it. But but before you think Matt's a hero, make sure you talk to Bridget, his wife. So then you'll find out the real truth that he's very shitty. Now, I do think this. Uh, but Barry in charge of her is that how you perceive my marriage? Just, just Do- ask Bridget. Me, me dominating Bridget. No, no. Is, that, is that what you're? <laughs> no, you're just trying to sound like a hero. That, that you're the no, hero I'm for to women. Deny that you're I not a like hero it. for no, women. I'm, not. I'm just trying to be. I'm just, just try, joking. I'm trying to say that I'm changing my point of view. I'm fine with that. I'll change it again. I may change it worse. I may go full on misogynist in a decade, <laughs> depending on the evidence I see in my experiences. I mean, let, let's right, just we, let's just be fair. Who would you rather have as a pastor of your church? like a really respectable woman like Jen Smith or, I mean, the the list goes on of a, a Trisha yeah. Wilkerson type that nobody knows who I'm talking about right now, but just respectable <laughs> for women or, or Creflo Dollar. Yeah. I mean, Creflo is pretty tight, though. But, but hey, but but here's the here's the thing I don't want to uh, go over, and we need to end because we've been going, we've been talking our asses off on this podcast. But one thing I, I like, I agree, like th- there are – they're like at Matt's mom's funeral. Sorry, Matt. I'm going back to your That's mom right. passing away again. But I thought 
because of some of the feminine uh, parts of the the pastor's character that it helped the situation. I I felt like the 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 ways that she nurtured the 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 congregation at your at your mom's funeral and all this like part of her feminine part of her femininity was one of the reasons why yeah. it was amazing. So I, I don't want to diminish that there are specific yeah. things about femininity that are different than masculinity. That's right. Not, I would not because I, she's the same as right. a man because she's a, a, right. She's a female. Exactly. That's, that's good. So, I, I, so why I want to use that? I would. I love that she presided over that. Now I don't want her to help me carry a couch up the stairs. You know, you know, but there's you know some I mean? women like, like, that you would. There's some women I would. Yeah, yeah but most most yeah. always I would choose a man for that. Yeah, if you say. had to, if but, you had a, a a moving company come and they're like, we got two volunteers, right. or two two workers, and you can choose which ones come is Carl or Karen. You choose Carl, right. but that just be right. a, exactly. you might be wrong about that, but right. it'd be your best guess, and it wouldn't be a wrong guess. Right. Exactly. So so yes, you're right. Obviously, I'm talking in a generalities guess, here. Might be wrong. What I'm saying also, guess. there's times where a man can be fatherly. Mm-hmm. and wise and loving and that you need that too so i think it's both and i just don't i th- what we've done is diminish that and that's what i don't want to do i don't want to say women can also do this yeah of course they can but also <laughs> maybe some of the aspects of their femininity might really be amazing and things that guys can't do in the yeah. same jobs or whatever i, I don't want to diminish the fact that being a female is very important and awesome to this world and wonderful well, if, and beautiful it, and exciting and tough and hard. And uh, they, they can run in a wolf pack and be mean, just as tough as guys or whatever. Uh, that's what I'm saying is they can do all these things, but we can't diminish that there are differences yeah. and that those are valuable. Right, I think. Right. But anyway, we, we need to get off of here. If somebody do, is willing to abandon, you know, the whole male headship thing, you have to abandon the gay lifestyle being wrong as well. I mean, that just from a scriptural standpoint. Are you, you going to make us do so that right here today, too? No. no Toby I'm said not. right all of time, saying, so I can't really weigh in on that just, just yet. Yeah. All I'm saying is there's just <laughs> a, just as much scripture on both of those yeah. topics. No, you're probably right on that. We'll we'll tackle that another time. But anyway, is that true? We've all three have reversed our opinions on this within the last two years? Is that is that the case? I don't think it's that simple to say, but sure, Aban- I'll say Abandon your accurate. previous view? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think I probably have for sure. Yeah, I just, I don't. I, I think that I was taught wrong, and I feel like I've been educated through culture, through l- mm-hmm. wisdom, through having a wife and and daughters, and all that stuff. That I think it's really hard in the South too. Yeah, I feel it like really I was simply to attracted to nice, tidy answers. Is what I feel guilty of. Like it yeah. sounded good, it made sense, it kind of worked, right. and in general, it probably does work. But there's some damage done there, even to me in my own marriage. If you had to be honest about it, but. Yeah, I just wanted it to make sense and be tidy, and so I would gladly ignore e- counter evidence to hold on to something that made sense to me. And eventually, it's just not that clear. So that's the way I feel about it. Yeah. I yes. Okay. So anyway, I think that this is a good discussion. We need to keep on moving and and growing from this and changing. Give everybody the benefit, uh, not the benefit of the doubt. Give everybody some grace that they're not there yet. I was I go. was taught so many things that aren't right. And I'm just learning and trying to pull those out and get the right things in. And so give me some grace and uh, so some give grace Ed Young some grace. some grace. He hasn't, yeah. he hasn't figured out the love of he money. He needs a yet. little He's bit more getting... time. Give him a little more <laughs> grace. You're right. All right. That's the damn news, everyone. Let's give Toby a hand. Yay. Thank you. The crowd's going wild. And we want to tell you to join the BC club. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to, convince you to give us money but we really really do want you to give us money mm-hmm. please yeah, give, give us, us money, money please please like please please give us money to- so seriously though i i mean honestly 
the the money that you're going to be giving us where Toby is just trying to uh, get a little private jet for his family because you've got out of town relatives. So, you know, yeah. it'd be a really good idea just to do that. Matt and I will go into some of the things that we want right now. But hey, tweet your thoughts about this follow this discussion you just heard at X Bad Christian X. We'd love to hear from you, and thanks for listening to the Bad Christian Podcast. Hope you're going to close us up with a blessing. Not a blessing today, but I will close with a thought, because uh, we were talking about ladies and uh, women. I'm not going to call them girls or females or anything. But ladies and women, This uh, Aaron Luntzer and I were, were talking, and it, here's the thing. Our wives are so smart. They're beautiful, intelligent, hardworking, and have every good quality and characteristic of all, uh, in, that I could ever hope for. But how can I really trust that like that she's smart and wise she chose me yep idiot i mean what in the i mean what kind of woman would marry a person like me that makes me not like jess as much (laughs) (laughs) i mean what kind of woman who is priscilla to be with joey i mean (laughs) that is unbelievable yeah it's proof positive she's a moron yeah i mean so i think i'm getting divorced (laughs) i couldn't be with a woman like that you know what i'm saying like i'm yeah i could not be with a woman who would be with me is the idea you're getting a divorce with jessica because she married you yeah like what kind of sick person is she would do like that what that says about three kids through this i know i mean you can't help it you are you so, but right. she, but she, it's in her character to be with somebody like you. Like, I know that means that's it's not, just filthy. Yeah, that's not right. She's, she's nasty. Yeah, so. <laughs> go in peace. <laughs>